0: My name is Barbara Boshan, and welcome to the podcast entitled The Difference Is This, a podcast created to give back some of the lessons that I've learned in my online selling career to help others achieve the success they're looking for. Today on The Difference Is This, I'm going to talk to you about how I got started really in detail, um, specifically around the used stuffed animals. Everybody sort of looks at me like you have a seven-figure business, and you started by selling used stuffed animals. And it was really quite simple. It was something that was right there in front of me. And you can do this in your own home, look for things that you don't need anymore and you want to get rid of. And it's the way that you can really learn how the system works, how things, what works, what doesn't, do it economically so you're not putting a lot of money out there, and basically learn the ropes. So if we go back in time and we see where I was at the very, very beginning I was working probably 14 to 16 hours every day, a lot of weekends, a lot of travel. And I really was looking for a way that I could fit in around my busy schedule between family and work and do something that would you know would start to look like a way out of this situation. Um, I loved my job, but I didn't like the hours. And no matter what happened or how I reworked it, it just seemed to be something that I could get out of. I take full responsibility for working too hard. Um, but yet, you know, uh, the more I worked, the more, there were, more work there was to do. So I was trying to think, like, what could I do? How could I get out of this and find something that was totally flexible that would work around my schedule? Um, we looked at franchises. We looked at opening a business. But everything needed too much of my time and couldn't be turned off and on. And it nagged at me and I struggled and, you know, there was some crying, there was some screaming, like, you know, how can I, how can I do something with this? I'm a smart person. I should be able to figure this out. Um, and I remember cleaning my kids' toys out of the room, cleaning the room, getting ready for the next new batch of toys. If you're a mom, you know what that is. That's like, you know, there's too much junk in here. There's too much junk in here. Um, and the kids wanted to get rid of their stuffed animals. They were at that age. And I looked at them and I thought, wow, they're, they're perfect except for the few that had part of place on the bed looked really good like you know at worst they were dusty so i thought to myself well you know what are we going to do nobody wants ew you stuffed animals i guess people have this image of them you know being on the floor and kids drooling on them and dogs chewing them and but mostly what they do is sit on a shelf or in a basket for their life until they get thrown out and recycled into some kind of material or something so um, it sort of nagged at me, and then one day I was buying new toys, and since I worked so many hours, I had to do this online. And it was on Amazon, and I saw "Sell Yours," and I thought, "Sell my what? My used stuffed My new stuffed animals? Where am I getting stuffed animals from? Like, who's going to give me an account wholesale? Blah blah." I looked it a little closer, and I said, "Sell your collectibles," and so, and then there was even in some cases used. And I'm like, "I've got you." What's the definition of a collectible? So I looked into it and it was really anything that was no longer in production qualified as collectible. So that meant Barneys, um, Elmos, you know, everything sort of cycles through, keep things fresh and new. A lot of the wholesale manufacturers cycle through different styles, different sizes, different materials. Um, But the old favorites, the ones that were no longer in production, were collectible. And whether it was to replace a lost toy or if someone, you know, if the Fisher Price toys were very collectible and, in like a, um, you know, in an investment sort of way, um, it was really interesting. And I thought, well, this is a really low cost way for me to do an experiment to see if there is to figure this out to see how does this work, um, you know. And I can turn it off and on. I can, you know, there was a vacation mode that looked cool. Um, if I had to travel, um, you know, it was pretty easy. I could, I could ship or not ship, whatever, and it would be a great way sort of get, you know, cut my teeth on online selling without having to invest um, a lot of time or a lot of money. So I started doing that. I'm like, ah, oh, the first, I don't remember what the first item was that sold, but the first item that did sell, I was literally utterly shocked, utterly shocked. And then I was scared. I'm like, oh my God, I hope they know this is a used toy. I collectively expecting it, I I was panicked, but I said, you know what? It could be a short-lived experiment. You gotta take risks in this life. I put it in a bag and I sent it on its way. Now, let me take a moment here. All the toys we sold were in pristine condition. So they could be sold like new. Or they could be sold, um, you know, and we would always mark them not as likely. We would mark them as very good. So the expectations would be set a little lower and they would actually get something a lot nicer. A. B, everything was sanitized. We took um, antibacterial wipes. We wiped everything down, made sure they were air dried. We brushed them. We made sure there weren't any stains on them, any rips, any tears, anything that would get, you know, any in the way of it being in great, great condition. And then we also invested in poly bags so that when it got to you it wasn't just you know thrown in a bag it was actually you know put in a professional looking package and then sent into a white mailer um and what you got you, know, so you had a little aftermarket affirmation that this had been cared for um also we didn't have it was you know i learned all these other things like smoke free environment etc well nobody smoked in the everything was fine so um that's how we did it and what was really interesting is that over time I would be able to find more and more things I would spend, you know, I'd be, I'd be work doing a hundred million dollar budget analysis and at night sitting on, you know, on the couch with a bunch of stuffed animals, checking them over for stains, checking them over for, you know, issues and errors, you know, damage. um, And then throwing them in the, listing them on Amazon and then throwing them into a box waiting for them to sell. This is pre-FBA because I didn't understand that at the time either. It would probably have been even better at then because it was pretty early on. It was circa 2009. Um, It's great. You know, these things were selling. You know, the first year I did this, I made $7,000 in sales. Not huge, but for somebody who's doing this, you know, minimally, it was pretty impressive, especially since these are used stuffed animals. So, so what does this look like? Ultimately, I I decided that I would take $500, not a big amount of money, but I said $500 buys a ton of used stuffed animals, especially at that time where they were literally 25 cents a piece. I could put, uh, sometimes you could go to a rummage sale and get a garbage bag full for $5 and you, you know, a beanie babies and that literally could be two, 300 beanie babies And it was pretty amazing. And that $500, I did a calculation, turned into $25,000 in sales. So, um, you know, and then you figure Amazon takes a third and you've got your cost. But that's a significant amount of seed money. And it really began the basis for my journey into online. But let me go back to the used stuffed animals because I really think that this is an opportunity for someone that's interested in working Um, hard, but well, you know, it it isn't easy work. You do need to go out, you need to shop, you need to acquire, you need to um, learn about which ones are more popular. Um, You've got your extreme collectibles like the early 1920s cat, um, Felix the Cat kind of toys. You've got your standard collectibles, which are just about, um, you know, pretty much if you have uh, teenage children, they're their first uh, stuffed animals and they're out of production. Um, you've got ones that talk, you've got a whole array of toys. Um, and obviously how much they're worth depends on demand and also depends on availability. So the rarer they are, the, um, more money you're going to get like, like anything else. Um, we took that $500 um, and we, and I spent it and I worked almost as hard, um, on that as I did at work, uh, during the day, trying to figure out if this was our path and things were very interesting. And um, I started learning about FBA. I thought, hmm, you know, I I didn't believe it at first. I had to read Chris Green's book to fill in some of the blanks because I couldn't understand how the economies of scale made it so I could send in a 50-pound box full of stuffed animals for five bucks. It seemed insane. And um, even the UPS guy says, what's in here? It was used stuffed animals. This costs like $45. What's in here? Um, I remember that was laughing because of the subsidized shipping, inbound shipping, it really made it um, feasible to to do this. And, you know, Amazon, um, you know, say what you will about some of their policies, but the way that they've enabled all these um, tabletop or kitchen tabletop sellers to get started and make extra income for their families around the time constraints with school and raising children and bedtimes, it's totally and utterly amazing. And, you know, again, once you're in, you've got to stay in and you've got to work and you've got to keep learning. But it's a really amazing um, situation that you can do this. Uh, we did huge stuffed animals for, uh, I think, three years. Um, that was pretty amazing. At one, time, at one point in time, before we got our warehouse, I think I had uh, probably about 30 stacks around our dining room, floor to ceiling, and these big giant blue bins. Full of Barney's and Elmos and Curious George and all the Coles toys. Every once in a while they would fall over one bin would get a little too big, and you hear boom-boom-boom-boom. But you know, it was from a breakage perspective, stuffed animals are a great toy because they don't they don't break and they don't there's very little damage that can happen to stuffed animals. Um, so from that perspective, it was an amazing um, effort. We shipped, we FBA'd. Um, We really built the beginnings of a business on that. Uh, We started, I think the first year, we did about $8,000. The second year, we did $25,000. And again, this is all in my spare time. So it was a a nice little promising thing. Uh, The third year, I think, was $80,000. And this was all part-time on the side. Um, uh, And then finally, we topped out around $125,000 and I realized that I probably had scaled it to the degree that I was willing to live with. I didn't know how many millions of Barney's I wanted to be looking at on a daily basis. Um, and that's where we started looking for other avenues to, to go after. But in doing the used stuffed animals, I learned so much about how to market them, how to describe them, how to package them, after market analysis, it was just amazing. And it was a great, great way to get started on Amazon, started selling, and I would recommend it to anyone, um, being careful to be as, you know, as forthright and honest as you can be, and a couple times I got returns, they said, I didn't know this was used, well, it is used, so, you know, we're sold, used as new, I was like, no, we're sold, used as used, um, but for the most part, it was a really great little business to be in, and, um, you know, I would recommend it to anyone. On the next podcast, I'll talk about our transition from used stuffed animals to retail arbitrage and how I hired 15 shoppers to go out and shop the state of New Jersey for me and really expand our footprint.